Hi, it's Connor Svensson here, founder and CEO of Web3 Labs, and this is your week in blockchain on Monday, the 20th of September, 2021. The highlights this week include a hoax about Walmart adopting Litecoin sends the prices skyrocketing of the cryptocurrency, MicroStrategy buys yet more Bitcoin, EY embraces the Polygon network, the Solana network has a major outage, and an OpenSea executive is caught front-running NFT sales. So there was a fake piece of news that was released this week that said that Walmart was actually going to be adopting the cryptocurrency Litecoin to enable customers to transact with their e-commerce sites using it. And this was a piece of news that was actually picked up by you know, the big uh, news providers, including CNBC and Reuters there. It alleged that this pay with Litecoin option was going to come onto the Walmart websites uh, starting at the beginning of October. And it was something that was done with in a partnership with the Litecoin Foundation. However, roughly an hour after this release came out, someone from Walmart confirmed it was actually a fake piece of news there and that there was you know, absolutely nothing to suggest that the two were working together. Uh, but this didn't stop the speculators having you know, really bumped up the price of uh, Litecoin during this. And we actually saw it go up as much as 35% following the announcements. Um, and then, of course, it sharply fell off the back of it. Again, it just shows like how quickly the sentiment uh, can change in the market. Uh, you know, when when, when the, some fake news like this actually gets picked up. MicroStrategy are continuing to embrace and buy yet more uh, Bitcoin. They've now uh, spent almost two hundred and fifty million dollars on acquiring over. 5,000 more Bitcoins. And so this um, brings their total holding up to uh, over 114,000 Bitcoin, which is, has got a valuation of over $3 billion. Coinbase, the crypto exchange, has announced a $1.5 billion private offering that it's planning to do in senior notes due in 2028 and 2031, according to a blog post that they've put out there. This is in order to um, continue their investments in product development, as well as potential investments in acquisitions of other companies according to them. They've also announced that uh, their first steps to actually start supporting the trading of crypto futures. And so they, what they've done is they've filed with the National Futures Association to become a registered futures commission merchant. And so th this this is really opening up the field of derivatives uh, so that people can actually you know, speculate on where the prices are going for these cryptos. And uh, it, it completely makes sense, of course, for Coinbase to be able to expand the number of different uh, products that they offer on the platform in addition to just the kind of spot trading, which uh, it provides right now for buying and selling cryptos. The drone racing lead, has, uh, which has competitors building custom-built quadcopters um, and racing them using VR-like goggles, has um, partnered up with Algorand. So the intent here is that this is going to be a five-year deal, which will see, see the drone racing lead adopt Algorand's blockchain technology there and uh, provide title rights for their world championship season. So again, it's uh, another, another fun place to see crypto uh, starting to make you know an impact in terms of the advertising and uh, promotional rights around uh, you know this potentially emerging industry of drone racing. Uh, the country uh, Colombia as well, they've actually started using gamification technology to teach uh, the young about crypto and stock trading. And this is, has come from the government over there who's funded a new app, uh, a board game and a book to help educate kids about uh, investing in cryptocurrencies and the stock market. And uh, this was actually proposed um, in response to a government appeal for innovative projects that can help foster financial literacy among young Colombians. Financial literacy, it's its a, you know, its one of those areas which I think there's not a single country in the world that wouldn't 
they you know benefit from providing more financial li- literacy within their population so it's it's definitely a good a good step forward um again you know of course the crypto markets are very volatile so um you know there are certain risks with it but at least if people can uh, you know, get a handle on this when they're younger that's certainly a good thing vitalik buterin the uh, creator of ethereum has made it into times 100 most influential people list which is a, a great milestone to see given the, the impact that ethereum and his his work in creating it has had on you know the wider crypto ecosystems in terms of DeFi NFTs. Um, you know it's 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 great to actually see that recognition appear there in Time Magazine. Um, and so some of the other people you know alongside that are people like um, you know Dolly Parton, Elon Musk, and so on. So it's, it's definitely uh, you know good list for him to make it into. AMC theaters in the US as well have announced that they're going to accept Bitcoin for payments by the end of 2021. Um, but they're 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 also looking that uh, into Ethereum like. Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash as well um, with this. So again, just opening up more crypto payment rails and in one of those areas, that's a good opportunity for these uh, cinema goers to encourage people to, you know, just cash in some of their crypto for cinema tickets. In enterprise news, EY has actually selected the Polygon platform to help scale their enterprise blockchain products. So uh, EY, they've got a number of different uh, products, including uh, OpsChain, their blockchain analyzer. And what they're going to be doing is integrating with Polygon and uh, allow transactions to be committed to Ethereum as well. There, So EY are very much a proponents of building on top of public blockchain networks rather, rather than doing the private permission blockchain. So it's definitely a you know, good step forward to see them embracing Polygon too. Given all of the traction it's got, it has around projects supporting it as a way to scale and provide much greater transaction throughput on Ethereum. It's a really positive sign to see uh, EY there as well. The Ethereum Foundation 2, they've and the Ethereum name service, uh, which provides in effect, uh, name records associated with Ethereum wallet addresses. They're backing a, pro- a proposed system for s- secure signing using a decentralized identity uh, provider called Spruce. And so this was something that was selected after an RFP went out by the Ethereum Foundation and, and ENS in July, which is one where they want to actually build a single sign-in uh, process using OAuth, but using Ethereum behind the scenes. So instead of working with you know Google, Facebook, Twitter, you know whatever else to actually sign into a platform. They want people to be able to actually use Ethereum there so you've got a decentralized solution for that. Um, and so it's it's a really positive sign and um, it, it'll definitely be a you know interesting project to watch as well because the idea of being able to have these uh, decentralized identities uh, you know that, that can replace these centralized services it's just a really powerful thing on the internet there uh, Apple have actually blocked the ethereum wallet gnosis safe from their app store uh, due to concerns about nft products on it uh, because with the gnosis safe uh, it's you know people can use it to actually manage the custody of their crypto funds, but they can also view NFTs as well. And Apple aren't too keen on seeing the integration with NFTs because they, Apple's view is, is that the app includes um, or accesses paid digital content services um, by means that isn't via in-app purchases, um, which you know, they're, they're not happy about there. So hopefully
hopefully Gnosis will be able to get over that that hurdle there because of course it uh, can you know, drastically affect the availability of their app if it's not supported on the App Store. Square has actually joined uh, the patent non-aggression pack through the Open Invention Network as well. So this is the Open Invention Network is an organization that wants to reduce patents aggression in, front, in favor of open source software. And so what this means is that Square can cross-license its patents to other members on a royalty-free basis, uh, which reduces patent risk. And certainly patent risk is one of those areas which is you know, a, a big problem for, especially for organizations when they're you know work, working with software that you know, there, there might be patents behind the scenes that they don't own. And then the owners of the patents might come after them with an expensive legal case to actually you know claim claim IP rights over it. So to have these companies getting involved in this is is a good thing for everyone because it just means that the you know these this IP that's being created can actually be shared and used by others without the risks of uh, you know potential prosecution down the line over IP, which can you know make or break companies. There, Lockapps, uh, the enterprise blockchain provider, they've actually launched a, a net zero trace carbon blockchain enterprise network. So the idea here is that trace carbon provides sustainability traceability for the well the CO two ecosystem and uh, makes it easier for, to, for companies to comply and provide greater transparency over things like corporate reporting and product uh, lifecycle analysis. And they've built this on top of their Strato uh, platform, which is uh, you know, a well-established well uh, enterprise platform there. The Audius uh, blockchain-based music platform, they've uh, raised another $5 million uh, round. And so they've got uh, over 6 million monthly users and they've raised $5 million from a number of you know, big names in the music industry. So this includes people like Katy Perry, The Chainsmokers, Nurse, Pusha T, Mark, Gillespie and uh, industry leaders like the former CEO of Sony Music. And so, you know, seeing these people getting on board with the platform is just a very positive sign for you know, you know, people supporting their vision there. And then in uh, protocol news, uh, Revuto, which is a decentralized micro lending and uh, borrowing platform, they've announced the launch of a $2 million investment fund dedicated to Cardano-based startups. And so this is the first fund that's been created to support and expand the Cardano ecosystem. And the, the intent here is that uh, startups building on top of Cardano um, can get uh, you know, investment before they actually uh, you know, do like an ICO um, or, you know, equivalent there and so certainly with you know, Cardano launching their, their their smart contract platform recently on their test net it makes sense for these organizations starting to be coming together to offer funds to encourage people to help build out the ecosystems we've already seen on you know a lot of these other networks like uh, Polkadot um also Avalanche, Solana, they've got you know, very big developer and ecosystem funds there. And so, of course, you know, seeing similar things happen, uh, starting to emerge over there on in the Cardano ecosystem. The Layer 2 Ethereum technology, Arbitrum, uh, they've suddenly had a big increase in the total value locked on the, the platform since they launched at the end of August. This is according to... Um, data from L2Beat and they they have a what's called an optimistic roll-up solution. Uh, they've secured more than $2.2 billion in total value locked and this has significantly increased uh, um, where literally last um, you know Friday just gone it was 37,000 ETH um, and then by the, the Sunday um, which would have been just over a week ago it's over 650,000. 
And so it's you know, amazing rates of growth that we've actually seen there. And of course, means that there's a, a relatively high degree of uh, confidence in the underlying technology there, which, which, which uses these optimistic roll-ups, as they're called, which basically enables you to process transactions at a higher speed and lower cost. The Solana blockchain had a major outage this, this, uh, th- this week. Um, so the, the actual blockchain was unable to uh, process transactions on Tuesday. What, what happened was that there was a large increase in transaction load. We were peaking at 400,000 transactions per second, which uh, flooded the transaction processes processing queue and caused the network to start forking, which basically meant people could not transact on the network. And so it's, it took multiple restarts for them to actually uh, get, it, get it up and running. Um, but it's something that's, you know, Although you know people say that the Solana network is in in beta, it doesn't really bode very well for them having an outage here because, of course, the whole thing with blockchains is that they are you know meant to be you know unstoppable, so to speak. And so, whilst uh, people haven't lost lost faith in Solana as such, um, it's it's still one of those things that just uh, you know isn't great for them. But I'm sure you know, unless they have more down the line, it probably won't be um, you know be a big problem for them in in the longer run. Google Cloud have announced that they're working now with Dapper Labs, who are the creators of the NBA Top Shops and the original creators of the CryptoKitties NFT platform a few years back. And uh, what they're doing is... um they're going to be partnering up with Google Cloud, who's going to be an, uh, an, a network operator for their the Flow blockchain to help it scale. Apparently, it's already got uh, fifty more than fifty applications on it, including like you know some big NFT collections like NBA Top Shots that we've we've mentioned. And uh, the, the intent here, anyway, is that they can just you know throw more um, computational uh, power behind that. The Avalanche. Uh, protocol which is another one of the blockchain protocols that provides you know significant transaction throughput and is positioning itself as another competitor for ethereum they've managed to close uh, another 230 million dollar round uh, and so this is in a t- token sale to institutional investors which uh, had three arrows capital dragonfly uh, the r slash crypto fund there as well and this is to you know further boost uh, the DeFi on the platform um, as well as new enterprise tools Again, similar story to what we've seen with um, you know, Solana and Polkadot and others, just with you know, raising significant rounds there to help grow the overall ecosystems on these these platforms, which um, you know will likely end up potentially getting bigger, but are running in, in all likelihood alongside like Ethereum and some of these other ones there. The in DeFi news, the derivatives exchange DTrade has raised a twenty two. $0.8 million the market-making fund, which is the intent here is to provide the ecosystem with higher liquidity. This is, is all about helping a DeFi adoption on top of the, the Polkadot blockchain. And so this will enable DTrade to launch with a lot of you know, deep liquidity, which basically means that there's going to, you know, when people start trading on the platform, they'll actually be, um, they'll be able to support decent volumes of exchanges happening on top of it or trading of different crypto assets rather than just having these small pools there as such. So uh, the, the, the idea here is that it'll just um, you know, help bootstrap the decentralized exchange sooner there. Huobi Ventures, they've launched a $10 million fund for an early stage GameFi investment. 
And so the, the idea here is that to gamify projects that combine decentralized finance uh, alongside gaming, um, that it, it will invest invest in that. And so the idea is that you know people can actually earn funds by you know playing with these these different uh, DeFi based apps. So another kind of you know emerging field that's kind of coming out of uh, DeFi. There, the uh, Yield Guild games uh, they're using the uh, Hello DAO to help. Uh, gamers actually get earnings into DeFi. So this is Yield Guild Games. They're uh, an investor in the, the what's called the Play to Earn Arena, who have teamed up with uh, the protocol Hello DAO to allow basically gamers on the platform to use its stablecoin and uh, gain yield there. And so what what this basically means is that gamers can actually earn tokens, um, you know, by playing these games using things like Axie Affinity. Uh, you know, on, on, on top of the network. But by working with this uh, Hello DAO, it helps the firms that are building out financial tools to track performance and give ways for gamers to actually increase the overall earnings that they get there. So again, it's another area with a lot of innovation happening in right now. In the world of NFTs, it's been a bit of a, a turbulent uh, week. With uh, We've spoken previously about uh, the OpenSea marketplace and how the transaction volumes there were going through the roof and it was responsible for the majority of transactions that were taking place on Ethereum. And uh, what came out uh, this this week was that Nate uh, Ch- Chastain, its former head of product, uh, was actually uh, front running uh, NFT releases. So he was actually buying up NFTs before they were appearing on the website and then selling them once they went live in order to make make additional funds there. So whilst what he did there wasn't illegal because OpenSea is a, a marketplace for selling NFTs, something that the community, the wider community, have come down very hard on because, of course, you know, if 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 you have executives doing things like this at the organisation, how can you, tr- you know, tr- it kind of breaches the trust that the organization has to its customers there so it's it's something that um you know has the OpenSea have obviously acted swiftly to you know get get him out the door because of it but at the same time it's also started this narrative around well you know maybe we need a truly decentralized um, you know marketplace more akin to the uniswap type platform but for actually selling of nfts there so it'll be interesting to see how the wider community actually responds to this so 10 cents uh in China, they've announced that uh, they've partnered with the Dunhuang Academy to digitize the landmark wall paintings of the Magao Caves, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site in China's Gansu province. And so this is the actual first move that Tencent have made into the NFT market. And so what they're thinking about is how they can use it to protect and promote cultural heritage, which is a really nice thing to see. So they're planning to issue 9,999 NFTs on its uh, their permission blockchain, which is called uh, Zinchain, uh, and each digitizes a unique painting from the Magawa Caves. The NFT scaling startup Immutable has raised a $60 million Series B funding. And so this is an Australian startup who created the Ethereum Layer 2 protocol, Immutable X. And this is uh, bringing brought its total funding raise to $77.5 million. And they, they included uh, Bitcraft Ventures, King River Capital, uh, Galaxy Interactive, Fabric Ventures, Alameda Research uh, in- included in the round. So what Immutable X do is they uh, 
tackle the high cost of minting nfts by by providing basically a layer two that can help help uh, address that a, a generative artist has uh, managed to get 5.4 million dollars uh, off the back of this new project called art blocks with this artist's work it depicts flowers with uh, potentially an infinite field of foliage uh, has, has made over five million dollars through a sale on art blocks which is an nft platform and so this was uh, the actual piece was called fragments of an infinite field which was made up of uh, 1024 pieces was sold through a dutch auction and the entire set uh, sold out in under an hour and again another successful project there to emerge then uh, other news as well there's the um, the koi network they've got a new dynamic nft standard and so this is partnering with an artist called darren klein and they're looking at uh, this this idea of dynamic nfts and what they want to do is um they want to create these digital collectibles and then depending on how well their owners look after them they may or may not remain in pristine condition so it's bringing that kind of scarcity angle that exists with real physical objects to digital and so these these nfts can grow morph degrade and regenerate based on external stimuli uh, and they're they're using something called proof of real traffic here and the system measures uh, the amount of attention users show to each nft and alters the representation of the object based on the quantity and quality of this uh, i have to say you do you do question um you know what the incentive there is for owners like you know you can buy a regular nft that just you know stays pristine but then if you buy one that you know will potentially degenerate over time because you don't look after it it's you know it sounds like it's adding a bit a bit more hassle uh to actually looking after them and so uh, detracting from some of the appeal there will definitely be a fun project to watch to see uh what happens so moving on to our metrics now we have uh, the crypto market cap has stayed you know pretty static this week it's up uh, just under three percent assets locked in DeFi are up almost six percent uh, uh, just over 92 billion and the seven days nfts we've seen over 250 million uh, in sales there which is an increase of almost 50 percent on last week with an average price down about 20 percent uh, just over five thousand dollars that's all we have for this week if you like what you hear please subscribe to our podcast and our youtube channel uh, like them and you know comment on them as well share them with people who might be interested too links to all items discussed are available in the show notes and uh, at the website weekinblockchain.com. we've also also just launched a new podcast called Blockchain Innovators, where I speak to individuals who've made significant contributions to the blockchain ecosystem, find out what inspires them, get their thoughts on the latest industry news and uh, events spanning crypto, blockchain, protocols, DeFi, NFTs, DAOs and IoT. Thanks and I'll see you next week.